Um, all right. Hi, and welcome back to episode five, five. of the Working Amy podcast. I'm Nora. I'm Maria. Uh, today, we're going to read some pony ISOs Ponies. for all the pony people. <laughs> um, and then we're going to talk about how to find the right barn um, from a listener submission. Um, how to find the right barn, lesson program, training program, all that stuff, which Maria has some <laughs> recent firsthand experience on. Yes. Um, so let's get started. Ponies. Um, okay. This should be a fun one. Yeah. I'm excited. Okay. So this person says, hi, I'm living in Ireland at the moment and own a Connemara pony. Not looking to sell him, just curious on the price he could sell for, as prices in Europe and America are very different. Yeah. So I own a 14.2 Connemara pony, seven years old. Was produced well as a young pony, very brave and strong. Is jumping 90 centimeter courses out of show jumping, but will move up to the one meter. And definitely has potential for a meter 10. Brave out cross country, would definitely be a good eventer. Not spooky at all. Worked on the road with cars, farm machinery, etc. Will jump banks, ditches, and everything you point him at. He's very kind and has never reared, but might throw a buck if he's fresh. He also has excellent breeding, could do Connemara working hunter, and would place well, but has potential for more. Fit to shoe, clip, travel. Just doing this out of curiosity after seeing your TikToks. <laughs> Ooh, it's international and a pony. Yeah. Did she say anything about value or... No, nothing. Okay. No, she wants to know what he could sell for. What he uh, could sell for here. Here? Yeah. Okay. Here. As we said, we're not Connemara's I know are I mean they're one of the more popular yeah. breeds internationally that I know. Yeah, we've um, gotten quite we've a gotten few. quite a few, yeah. Over here. Commuter uh, 10, eventing. If it's good, I think it depends on the route that you go. Yeah. I think, generally speaking, the Connemaras are most likely known over here for eventing. Yes. I don't really know of a lot in the hunter world because if it was hunter, then you'd be able to ask a higher price. If mm -hmm. it's eventing, you probably would put the price a little bit lower. So yeah. I'm going to assume that it's going the eventing route, in which case. Or like a show jumper, like pony jumper route. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would think maybe 30, 35 over here because someone would have to go over there, purchase it, import it. And then by the time they imported it, I would say you'd probably be around like 20 to 25. And then depending on how long you're going to hold it for, probably in that range. I don't think I would ask. I don't think I would ask more. I think maybe 35. Yeah, I would probably say 35. I definitely think um, this could be a good, like, low children's jumper pony mm -hmm. um, or a pony jumper. I'd probably go the eventing route, honestly. Yeah. Because I know that there's, they're really popular in the eventing world. Like, yeah. maybe for a kid or a teenager that wants to do eventing, mm -hmm. I think that would be a solid 
horse to do. And yeah, but the horses over there are very brave. If she were to market it, she could go either way. I think she could be like, yeah, for the pony jumper or pony jumper could be a good eventer. Um, yeah, yeah, I would say 35. 35 yeah 40 yeah it's young still it's seven it's yes and i mean the, the show record i think the show record would be more of a concern if you were doing the jumping going the jumping route mm-hmm. than if you were going to go to the eventing route honestly i think in this case i think you'd get the most bang for your buck honestly in eventing because i think there's more of a market for that type of horse yeah and that type of breed in the eventing world rather than the pony jumper world yeah because a lot of the pony jumpers like the, the little kids or the teenagers that maybe want this type of horse want something like a packer at that at those levels yeah um, over here um granted there are some gritty kids <laughs> that'll be like yeah i'll go for it but i think for parents they're yeah. like i'm not gonna put my young kid on a six or seven year old right like i'd rather have yeah. something that's been there done that and is gonna get them around and win yeah so i think eventing because generally speaking, they're more like <laughs> gritty. So um, I think that would be the way I would go for this this pony. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. And around like 35. Yeah. I think that would be like a, a fair price. Yeah. Agreed. Hi, I just wanted to say, I just wanted to say to start, I love your videos and I'm always looking out for the next one. Yes. Really curious about what you would price my pony at. She's in her forever home with me, but we're based in England, and I'm curious about American prices. Oh, another pony international. Okay. She's a 14.1 Welsh section DX Fell pony mare. She's around 11 years old, although she is an RSPCA rescue pony, so we don't know her exact age, but that's where her dentist placed her age. She's schooled up to the medium level in dressage and has a half-pass rainback is improving and has started changing changes recently she has jumped up to one meter courses with myself in the past with all types of fillers and has jumped a single fence at 110 uh, meter and enjoys cross country she's not the boldest jumper and needs a kind compassionate rider due to her past she's ridden bitless though she can go on a snaffle and double bridle also trained bridleless over fences and on the flat and can be hacked both alone and in company she can have a bronc <laughs> a, she can have a bronc, which would be fuck, if she's fresh, but they're tiny and honestly quite cute. <laughs> On the ground, we always say we wish all horses were as easy as her. She's kind and has polite manners, though does appreciate her own space and takes a while to get trust to people and get to trust people. Her only downfall in my eyes is she's terrified of younger children up to around 14 and more suspicious of men. Oh, my God. <laughs> Though she is improving with time and she is very loving with me after knowing me for eight years now. I paid blank for her coming up on four years ago. Very curious what you would price her at here since I've been told she's worth upwards of blank, although she'll never be sold. So what do you think she paid for her four years ago? Four years ago, I would say she probably paid maybe like, Five thousand pounds, a little bit lower. Three thousand, a little bit lower. Twenty five hundred. <laughs> you always complicate two thousand. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. I mean, that sounds like it tracks. <clears throat> um, just because it's about twenty five hundred US. 
Yeah, just now. because she's she's a rescue. Um, they don't really know her past. It sounds like she's had a little bit of a rough past. Yeah. Just based on what they told us. So yeah, 2,500 tracks. That makes yeah. sense to me. Um, I would say now with her experience, she could maybe get like 10 to 15 maybe. I've been told she's worth upwards of 10. Okay. Um, Although she'll never be sold. Yeah. That's, yeah. I think that tracks. Yeah. Um, I think with, with her history and just some of the behaviors, she would be a little bit harder to sell. Yeah, I agree. Um, but, I mean, well, I think, honestly, I think the biggest limiting factor is that she's afraid of the children. children. <laughs> I think that's the the that would be the biggest <laughs> limiting factor. A pony who's afraid of children is that she's afraid of children. Um, yeah. She's really cute though. She is like cute. clipped. Yeah, the clipped is really yeah. Great. Um, I think it's but... also really fun and cool that she's trained bridalist. Yeah, I mean that's very interesting. Yeah, like it sounds like she has at this point gotten some good training and has yeah. good experience and is jumping. A meter, she said. Uh, meter courses, meter 10 single. Um, and, I mean, based on the pictures, it looks like she has, I mean, we don't have videos, but yeah. it looks like she has potentially, like, nice flat work. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I think 10 is spot on. Yeah, I think 10 is fine, especially if you can finish the changes. Mm-hmm. Like she said, she started her changes. Um, if you could finish them, yeah, then for sure. Yeah. I think that's a fine. <laughs> I th- I really do think it's funny, though, that the children. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Fun. Uh, the subject line of this one is, guess the budget for a 34-inch mini. Oh, okay. okay. Hi. I'm obsessed with your videos of Guess the Budget, but I don't have a hunter or jumper, but instead have a 34-inch driving <laughs> slash all-around mare that I'd love for you to guess on. Oh, boy. This is a challenge. Okay. Um, we've only done one of these before. Yeah. PSA, most horses in the mini slash Shetland world go for between blank and blank. Okay. Depending on the horse's training and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not going to give you the range because I want you to guess. I'm going to guess the range. Is it in the U.S.? Uh, yes. Okay. 12-year-old registered 34-inch chestnut paint miniature horse. Oh, my gosh. Paint. You Shown got me. at the A Circuit ASPC slash AMHR shows for multiple years in the country pleasure and roadster driving classes, as well as hunter and jumper in hand. Oh, this is what the other mini that yes. we was, was doing. Yep. Oh, I can't remember what the, what the other one was priced at, though. Places almost every time top three in her division and was a unanimous grand champion at her last show in 34 and under roadster and hunter in hand. She's cleared the four foot standards at home, but shows at a max height of two foot three for her height at shows. This mare loves to jump. She is great for a confident Amy or older experienced youth as she's strong in the bridle, but holds her frame well. No buck, bolt and spook, but will peek at fillers occasionally. Stands for vet, farrier and to be clipped. This horse will never be sold, but I love these videos and think it would be fun to see. This is going to be tough on me because I'm kind of, my brain's going in so many different directions. (laughs) So I don't know if I go low 
or I go high. Like if the if they're priced like I don't know if you've ever been to a dog show, but mm-hmm. like dog shows, those dogs are worth like it's super expensive one to go compete in a dog show. Yeah, and the dogs are worth like a ton of money mm-hmm. so I don't know if it's similar with the Shetlands that if they're competing in these divisions one the show's expensive to get them into and then yeah. two they are um the value increases because they're doing these shows mm-hmm. uh so I'm kind of torn <laughs> on the pricing <laughs> so she gave a range that said typically the Shetlands go for this much yeah in the mini slash Shetland world in the mini slash Shetland this world range. Is it like a large range or is it small? Um, it's it's kind of a big range. Kind of a big range for oh. for okay. like where the dollar amounts are. The dollar amounts. Okay. All right. I'm gonna go big then because then maybe I can get in. I can get in between somewhere <laughs> and be right. Is it like ten to twenty five? No, it's less than that. It's less. Is yeah. it ten? Is it five to fifteen? Um, sort of. The top of the range, well... What's the top of the range? Is it close to 15? No, it's less. It's less. Is it 10? A little bit less. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. Okay. Is it 2 to 8? Very, 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 very close. (laughs) Is it 2,500 to 8? It's 1,500 to 7,500. 1,500 to 7,500. Okay, I had to go down $1,000. Okay. Okay. So that's good to know then that it's not like dog shows <laughs> for those. So it it's yeah. uh, considerably lower. Yeah. Interesting. Actually, I think the one that we read was, I think we placed her at 2500 I think. Right? I think so, yeah. Okay. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. Just go to one of those shows and see. So where would you put this one in that range, do you think? We don't know a lot about about the mini. No, I mean clearly, I said ten uh, to twenty five. I don't. Now I won't say that again. But (laughs) honestly, I'd probably put her at the top, like near the top of that range. I think it's great that she can drive and she can do the the in hand, and she's very pretty. Yeah, she's so. I think that always. I mean, paints in my mind always go for more (laughs) (laughs) because I love my colored horses, but I think. Because she's dual, I think she's um, worth mm-hmm. more. Like the yeah. other one that we read only did the, the in hand because yeah, it didn't, it like, didn't like the driving. <laughs> and she was at the lower end of that. So I'm going to put yeah. her at the higher end of that. Maybe like, what was the top range? 7,500? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like seven. Yeah. 7,500. That's what I would say. Yeah. I don't know. Many people. Let us know. Let us know. <laughs> uh, we don't really... This is only the second one we've got. Yeah. For this Very interesting, discipline. though. Yeah, now we'll know. So, any yeah. mini people, send us <laughs> <Yeah>. your minis. <laughs> okay. Hi, girls. I love watching your videos. They're so entertaining. So, I thought I would ask you guys what you think my mare, this mare is worth. She is definitely once in a lifetime and will never be for sale, but just curious. 13-hand, 10-year-old grade pony mare. This girl is an absolute gem, lovely to be around, perfect ground manners, and even better under saddle. She can pack your kid around on the lead and compete in the two nine hunters jumpers the same day. She's the same at home and at the show. Beautiful in the dressage ring, working on self-carriage, knows basic lateral work, turn on haunches, slash forehand, side pass, leg yield, and shoulder in. She jumps beautifully with lots of style. 
No dirty stop, no buck, no bull. Working on her flying changes, but they need work. Wonderful on the cross-country course, would make an excellent inventor. More woe than go, but moves when asked. Currently jumping two nine courses with a junior, but has jumped up to three three. She's grade. But it sounds like she could do the division. I think it depends on how she she moves. Yes. And how she, I mean, we see this jump, but I mean, it's one picture, you know? It's hard to judge off of just one picture. Like, it sounds like she could be a division pony. They say that she's jumping 2-9. The medium division is 2-6. Actually, yes, yeah, it is. The medium pony hunters is 2-foot-6. Um... I mean, I think the only thing that some people might find undesirable is the fact that she doesn't have, like, registered breeding. I think the lead changes. I think that... Oh, does she not have lead changes? They said she's working on her flying changes, but they need work. Oh, okay. I missed that part. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially if... I mean, as a pony, really, you would be advertising this to children. Yeah. Especially since she's small. Well, she's like, she's a medium pony, but yeah. she's probably going to be too small for like an older kid to ride. I don't know. She kind of looks big barreled. Yeah, that's true. She does. She looks big barreled. And if she were to do like the green pony hunters. I don't know if I would advertise her as a hunter though, especially if she is, even if she's working on her flying changes, she's 10. They need work. Yeah. I think she I think the eventing route might be the better option because it looks like she has all the bells and whistles for dressage. Mm-hmm. Plus she's brave. She's great on the cross country course. Yeah. And if she jumps, like I think that would be very desirable for someone a kid, yeah, wanting to do and get into the eventing world. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um I would maybe put her at like 15. I think I would also put her at 15. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of hard for me because we obviously read descriptions and everyone thinks their horse is like the best. The best. So right, I'm reading this. Yeah, I'm reading this and I'm like, wow, this sounds like a perfect horse aside from like she's working on the lead changes. Mm -hmm. But then a part of me in the back of my head is like, is there something that's not right with this horse? (laughs) Like, is it, you know what I mean? Is like, there has to be something off or (laughs) not off, but there's, it just seems too good to be true. Yeah, yeah. There. That's a that's what I'm saying. It's it's too it seems too good to be true that this horse is just so good aside from the lead changes, mm-hmm. which is getting worked on. Um so based on the description, I think the fifteen would be I think she would be able to find someone. Yeah, I definitely think fifteen, especially if you're going to the venting <laughs> route, those are typically, you know, lower budget. And then yeah, without the lead change. Um, which in dressage would be fine because I think at the lower levels they don't. I think it's simple changes. changes. Yeah, simple changes. And then if you're gonna do dressage work with that, like with her, then you can work on them. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I think yeah, eventing I think would be the go the go to route for this mm-hmm. this pony. Yeah. Even yeah. even like the the jumpers or even like if someone didn't even want to compete. Like, just, like, school. I think this could also be a great, like, like IHSA, IEA, school horse type situation. Technically too small for IHSA, but IEA. For IEA. 
Um, I think IHSA needs to at least is it, it technically needs to at least be a large. Okay. Um, even though there were definitely ponies <laughs> that we yeah. wrote at IHSA that were not sure. large. For sure. Um, yeah, but I I think with these these traits are very des- very desirable in a school horse. So I could even see a situation, obviously she's not selling her, yeah. but I could see a situation where someone reads this ad as a trainer and is like, this would be a great addition to my lesson program mm-hmm. or yeah. some kind of program. They bring her in and then one of the kids absolutely falls in love with this pony and then buys her. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I would say 15, I would say 15 and then maybe 20, depending on if it's actually, a, she's as great as yeah. she sounds. Yeah. Um, but with, yeah, yeah without the lead change, I think 15. Solid. Yeah. Okay. Oh, there's marshmallows. <laughs> oh, yeah, I put marshmallows in there. They were hiding in the foam. <laughs> so this is a two for one. One is a pony and one is a horse. Oh, okay. So. Okay, that's fine. Well, honorary we'll pony. Yeah. Um, so the subject line is pony price and horse ISO. Okay. Um, she says, hi, I currently own a pony and I've outgrown her. So I was curious what you think I could get for selling her and guess how much I bought for her. Okay. Or bought her for. Okay. She's currently going out for a lease right now, but I might sell her in the future. And I just bought a horse. I would like for you guys to guess how much I bought him for based off of her ISO ad. Okay. Um, you're going to do it one at a time. Yes. We'll do the pony first. Okay. Starting off with the pony. Um, 13 hand, 13 year old black pony mare. We were told she was a Shetland cross, but we don't know. Showed in hunters and jumpers, Western conte- contesting, general all around pony. Uh, doesn't place well in Western slash con- contesting events, though. Definitely more the hunter type. Okay. Showed two foot at local schooling shows in 4 H, schooled up to 2 9 at home. Not for a beginner. Can be opinionated, hates other horses with a burning passion, and will kick at them, squeal, etc. Oh my gosh. But other than that, uh, she doesn't crib or have any other vices. She is a solid walk trot canner, is lazy, but once she's going, is forward. Will buck if you use your whip behind the saddle. Very lucky at jumps that aren't plain, so you have to be confident. Has done lead line lessons and showed walk trot. Um... I bought her two years ago. She didn't have her canter and had only been ridden Western, had never jumped, and was very green. Oh, wow. So did she say – she said what she bought her for and then what she sold her for? Um, she said what she bought her for, and then she wants us to, um, like, say what we would price her at. Oh, so she didn't sell her yet? No. She's okay. out on a lease, but she said she might but sell But she didn't her. give the lease price either? No. Okay. I think this is her. Okay. So what did she buy her for? She only did – I can't believe she got her for over five. So I'm going to say like 3,000. You're really close. A little bit less. 2,500. A little bit less. 2,000. Yeah. 2,000. Okay. Yeah. I would be absolutely shocked. So yeah, that tracks. Especially if it's like Western walk trot. Mm -hmm. I think when you're purchasing, they typically go for lower. That's my... That's what my thought is. Okay, so two thousand, and then what she should sell her for? Yes. Mm, well, she got it for two thousand, so that's great. <laughs> yeah, she's. Yeah. I wonder if she has the lead changes. 
Because right now, I will say, I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant here. It is hard to sell ponies without lead changes. Yes, it's really hard. It's really difficult. Like, every, not everyone now, but a good, a good amount of people are expecting champagne horses on a beer budget and want all the bells and whistles for, like, 10 grand, which yeah. is very frustrating as a seller. And the thing with ponies is that you're probably going to be selling them to children. Yeah. Who are not gonna know how to ask for lead lead changes yeah so they're like or how to school a lead change yeah i mean the amount of posts i see now on facebook that are in my opinion completely unreasonable like before a couple months ago i was like oh i don't really see any unreasonable now the unreasonable ones are coming back in it's like (laughs) i want 110 a warm blood for 10 grand yeah It, it they're just Crazy. So I think it's similar in the pony market, especially because I think they go for a little bit more, actually, the ponies if they're good quality ponies. Mm-hmm. But the people looking for ponies are like, I want all of this stuff. Yeah. And I want it for five to 10K. Not going to happen. Yeah. And it's like, really? So I think if you're going to buy a pony, people, Make sure you have an appropriate budget and appropriate expectations because it drives me yeah. insane. Insane. They're like, oh, it doesn't have a lead change? No, that's why it's priced like in, yeah. at 10K. If it had a lead change, it would be priced at 20 or 25K. Like, right. done. Okay, so yeah. I'm done my rant. <laughs> anyway, so that was, that's been really bugging me lately. So for this pony, depending on if it has a lead change or not, I think the biggest issue here is the personality on this pony, especially because it needs a confident rider. Yeah. And there's not, there are kids out there, but there's not a ton of kids that are, or parents, I should say, for that instance, that are willing to take this on. Because that's a, as a parent, especially if you have like a tiny child, you're very, like that motherly instinct kind of comes on you, that parent parental instinct. Like, I don't want my child to be on a horse that is spooky yeah. and looks at things and requires a confident rider. So it's and hard hates to other find. horses with a burning and hates passion. other horses. Yeah, it just makes it a little bit difficult and it really yeah. narrows your pool. So I think in order to sell this horse, you would have to lower the price significantly in order to attract that type of buyer. Yeah. And kind of widen uh, widen your pool again because it's very small right now. Yep. Based on that description. So I think 7,000 7500 maybe yeah low mid mid to mid to mid high fours yeah definitely would be kind of where yeah it would not be over 10 in my in my mind just purely based on the personality aspect of it and the target market that you would be having to find yeah like you have to find the correct rider for that horse or for that pony yeah definitely i definitely agree less than 10 for sure um I'm still slapping it. I hate other horses with a burning passion. <laughs> but other than that, she doesn't have any other She's in there. Oh, man. Yeah, but I would say definitely less than 10. You know what's really funny, though? That you can cut this part out. But if, she, if someone posts this, I do you know the amount of people that would probably offer their opinions on this post oh, oh did you have yeah. you tried this have yeah. you tried that have you done this have you checked her teeth have yeah you that out? <laughs> maybe have she's you... in pain like yeah. that would be does she have ulcers yeah, yeah. It, exactly it's like no she's that's just her personality yeah like you're so it's just making so me chuckle <laughs> you, no you're right <laughs> um 
Okay. Okay, second so, horse. So this is the horse that we're, we're just going <coughs> to do in our pony episode. Okay. Um, she said she had never posted her ISO because mm-hmm. they were reached out to about this horse before she could, but this was her mental ISO. Um, it says, I'm fully aware that this is a long shot looking for the perfect horse, but I'm willing to wait to find the right horse. And I'm well aware my budget is tight, but I'm a 15-year-old who saved up to buy her pony and now has saved up to buy her forever horse. Um, 15 plus hands, the taller the better, as I'm all legs. Mare preferably, but open to geldings. Three to ten years old. Wouldn't be opposed to a little older for the right horse. Color doesn't matter, but I adore grays, paints, and appies. Preferably started over fences. Or if you think it has the will to jump, and I can jump it when I try it to see if it's willing to learn. Good brain is a plus. Green slash project is okay, just nothing dangerous. I brought up my pony from only doing trails, and I will be working with a trainer in a program. Preferably an AQHA or appendix. Mm. Sound and clean vet records. I have seen something, though. I've seen this post actually quite a bit that the AQHAs and the appendix are actually kind of hard to find now. People are having difficulty finding them. Yeah, I've seen quite a few on there about not being able to. There's not a lot of inventory, I guess. Um, What do you think her budget was? And then I'll read what she got. I think her budget... Again, I'm torn because so she said she's 15 and she saved up. Yep. I'm wondering if she actually bought the horse or her parents bought the horse. If she bought the horse, and I think it has to be under 10. If her parents bought the horse, it could be over 10. Well, let's say that she bought the horse because it says that she saved up to buy her pony and now has saved up to, to buy, buy her the forever horse. forever horse. Okay. <laughs> Maybe, because I'm going back and forth between numbers. Maybe 6,000. Less. 5,000? Less. Less? Yeah. Was it 3,500? A little bit less. 3,000? Yeah. 3,000? Oh, boy. Wow. And it was recent. Uh, yeah. Ooh, okay. I'm, ex- I'm excited to hear what you got. Yeah, do you want to hear what you For got? For 3,000? Ooh. Um, chestnut Arabian Quarter Horse Cross. 12-year-old gelding. 15 hands. So, <laughs> oh, she did say 15 plus hands. Um, so right at the cutoff for height, uh, green still, but I did take him over jumps and he was very willing, super floaty trot, walk, trot, canter, sticky with his left lead, stops on a dime, um, very forward and will most likely excel in jumpers, will be used for 4-H and local shows. He has pretty much been sitting his whole life and was just a trail horse. Buddy Sour is his only vice. I'm actually, I have to give props to this 15-year-old, honestly, because for her to go out of her way to pay for the horse by herself and work to pay for the horse, I think is remarkable and very impressive. And it shows a lot of grit and determination that she's doing this and working for the horse because I think she'll be very financially prepared when she gets older for... What do you think she got him for? Oh, that her, so her budget was 3,000. Yeah. Oh, okay, but she, but he was sitting in a field. Was it like two thousand, twenty five hundred, twenty five hundred. Yeah. Okay. So she was under budget. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I think this is great. It sounds like she got what she wanted. Yeah. Um. And yeah, to save up as a fifteen year old, yeah, to buy your own horse. That's 
that's super not impressive. Easy. No, so. it's not. So I give yeah. I give her mad props yeah. for for doing that and for having like for being able to bring up a, a green horse. Yeah. Um I think that's great. Yeah. You're working with a trainer. Yeah. Yeah. Great for her though. For two thousand dollars, I'm telling you, I haven't. It's been very rare to see horses under the five thousand range, even like I know. unbroke horses. Honestly, I know. All right, I have two inquiries, both just playing around for fun because I'm at a halt in riding right now. Okay, how much do you think we could sell this pony for? Palomino, fourteen point two, six year old. Miles into the large children pony hunters, 2-6, but ready to move up into the greens. Places in flat, jumps well, very fun pony, but needs a more advanced rider. Not crazy experience because he brought me up from the small ponies. No stop, working on lead changes, very cute. We originally thought he could be sold for blank, but then he got a soft tissue injury, which is now fully healed. um okay so the soft tissue injury sucks um because he's six he is ready to move up to the greens which is great uh i would say maybe like 40 that's like really where I was going to place him. I was going to say 40 to 45. Yeah. The, again, I know we say this a ton with the lead changes, even though he's six, but, but he is in the greens, I guess. Like, might even move up into the greens, but still, like, that, for some reason, that is huge for a lot of buyers for yeah. the ponies, is those lead changes. Definitely. That's why I'm like hounding this point so much. For, <laughs> does it have a lead change? Does it not? Because I've seen so many people just like, it has to have a lead change or I'm not looking at it. Yeah. Especially for which is especially crazy, especially for ponies. Yeah, yeah. like I'm not big on drilling lead changes at all, especially in young horses. But for buyers out there looking for ponies, yeah, it is a big um, ask. Yes, it's yeah, a big want definitely. and a big ask. So yeah, I would probably place this pony as well, especially because it's young mm-hmm. in forty, depending on how it moves, how it jumps, like. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming it moves well because she says that he places in flat, the flat jumps well um, in the children's ponies, which honestly is a pretty competitive yeah, division. division. Um, but yeah, I would say forty, yeah, forty to forty-five because of the soft tissue injury. He's young. Um, like how much? Even though miles into the large children's ponies, I mean, maybe. 50 yeah maybe 50 I was debating between like 50, 40 and 50. yeah like yeah. I think especially if this pony brought her up from the small ponies mm-hmm. and could do the same for another rider and has that experience yeah. then yeah I think 50 um 50 would get it get it sold I think yeah I think so too uh so what do you think they thought they could sell him for now he's not they didn't sell him but this is what they think they can sell him for um were they gonna ask like 65 higher 75 a little bit higher a little bit 80 80 i could see it i think it might be a little high wait did they say that he doesn't have a lead change or that his no stop working on lead changes okay um i think here's why i think it's a little bit high granted obviously i'm not very well versed in the pony market aspect of things but i think for 80k you can find 
very comparable ponies that have lead changes for 80k maybe i think you could i think i think it depends on what you'd consider comparable because i feel like there are like it depends on you know how we always say how fancy it is how yeah. it moves how it jumps um and like there are ponies that can do all of this stuff yeah but might not be as nice or fancy um so i i do think it depends especially because the pony market is like so insane yeah it is it is crazy um 80 might be a little high for a pony that doesn't have a solid lead change um it's six too keep in mind like i'm wondering how extensive the show record is on it if it has a really extensive show record then okay maybe i can see 80 yeah like working on lead changes the other thing the other reason why i'm i'm like on the fence on the fence about being able to find something comparable is if you're looking for something older that has experience you're probably you're gonna be looking at the six figures yeah for sure um yeah i would still say maybe like 70 80 might be a little bit high i think 80s maybe a little high i don't know the i'm sure the pony people out there will tell us that 80 is like yeah, and right no on pictures. target there's no pictures yeah i wish there were some videos yeah but i mean i don't know i don't know maybe maybe the pony can go for 80k yeah. but i think i think a, a more appropriate mm-hmm. for maybe like maybe 60 65 if you're gonna ask 80 maybe lower that a little bit yeah. get it sold i think if it has a lead change then yes you can ask for 80 yeah i think so too but then i feel like that would have been pre-soft tissue injury I think oh it does yeah it does have the that's that's why I would have put it lower to like 50 yeah because that's something that especially if someone does a PPE which they're likely going to oh for sure for 80k absolutely um, that's gonna be something that they're gonna flag or if it doesn't show up on a PPE which it probably will but if it doesn't that's still something that should be disclosed. You have, yeah, you have, you sh- you have to disclose um, information. I think legally, if yeah. you know it, you have to do it to the buyer because so, they can come back if that's an issue later on and right. be like, "You didn't tell me, you this. didn't tell me this, but you knew about it," and yeah. then you end up you in court and yeah, you're yeah. Yeah, so so that's gonna come out eventually, and that's why I would place it a little I bit lower, a little bit lower. But yeah, but I think in the mid, the mid midish range, yeah. Mid, mid, mid high, high, I think anywhere in that range yeah. could be where this pony falls. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so then that was a pony, and okay. then this is a ISO. Oh, it's oh, another two yay. for one. This is a horse. So <laughs> got the horses and the ponies. Okay, ISO, but not really because <laughs> she's out of halt for oh, riding yeah. right now. Okay, sixteen to sixteen three hands, three to three six ek, maybe hunters, no stop, no thoroughbreds, only warm bloods. I don't mind. On color can be a horse that needs more training. Budget is however we. 
<laughs> but it is blank. <laughs> Must have miles at a shows. Um. So she wants a warm blood to do the big equip, basically. I do appreciate, though. Remember we said from our last time someone had a high fives budget and was like, no preference on breed. Yeah. Like, I appreciate that she's, like, only warm bloods. Like, yeah. So she knows. She knows what she wants. Yeah. She knows yeah, what she wants. Definitely. She knows what she can get. Like, because, yeah, I feel like a lot of the time we've talked about this before where people say no preference on breed, but then they still, like, have a specific thing in mind that they yeah. want. Um, or their budget's like a hundred k, and it's like I don't care what yeah. I get, and it's like, <laughs> but you do, and yeah, you should. <laughs> like if you really, if you have a hundred k budget and you really don't care what you end up with, that's one thing. But if you generally, genuinely <laughs> want a warm blood at a hundred k budget, say, put it say in. That. So I appreciate that you said this. Um, <laughs> this is a reasonable ask for for me. Like just the when she's saying only warm bloods and the three. To three six Eck. Yeah. Must have miles at A shows. Okay. I would say to get something decent, you're gonna want to get a horse that has miles at A shows to do the three six is a warm blood. And to get something decent you'd want to be in like the mid fives at least. They give me an um I'm gonna say minimum budget would be like fifty. Fifty? Okay. Yeah. So her budget is however much we sell the pony for. Okay. Plus she said add eighty K to that budget though. So so whatever she sell this is when I was reading it, so it's whatever okay. she sells the pony for plus eighty k. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, eighty k in and of itself is, is a, good a good budget. budget. Yeah, for sure. So, say she sells the pony for fifty. Yeah, plus eighty k is one thirty. Yeah, that's a good budget. Like, so you can get a good yeah anywhere from like fifty to eighty k. You sell that horse that yeah. pony for, you're getting one thirty so one thirty to one to one sixty. Yeah, I think, I think that that's... is a very solid. And yeah. she said a horse that needs more training, too. It just must have miles yeah. at A-shows. I don't think you're going to have to get a horse that needs more training. I don't think so either. I think you can get an experience. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I think this is very reasonable. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I think if you do not, if you get out of your halt in riding, I think you can definitely find something yeah. that will fit your wants. Yeah, definitely. But if you do end up selling the pony, let us know because I am yeah. very curious let us as know. to what you Email end us. up selling the, the pony for. Email us and we'll put it in our Horse Hunters. Where are they now? <laughs> I love it. Um, okay. So that's it for ISOs for today. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we got a comment on our last episode. Okay. on youtube so again if you have suggestions for discussion topics you can email us yeah. you can comment on any of my tiktoks you can comment on youtube <laughs> we're very open to suggestions yes. and making this like as fun as possible for you guys so let us know what you want um so this person says okay would love an episode where you talk about how to find the right barn from just trying to get back into lessons through looking for the right boarding and training program 
Um, so I feel like this is, again, something that a lot of people go through. Yeah. A lot of people, like, change barns. They move. Um, they get into a situation where they need to find a new barn. So I definitely think that, you know, super relevant. It's a relevant question. It's yeah. very relevant. Um, so I'll let you start since you just recently <laughs> had just to recently move moved. and find a new barn. Um, so we can start with like what to look for or what you looked for in. Yeah, I'm gonna have to like have a, you. A there's boarding. so much. You got to be the moderator and tell me. <laughs> in like a in like a boarding and training program. So okay, like when you were looking at barns when you came up here, what were you <clears> looking okay. at or for? So when I so I moved from Florida to Pennsylvania. And I knew that I knew where I was going to work for one. I didn't know where I was going to live. That depended on where I was going to board the horse, (laughs) but I knew where I was going to work. So I kind of, um, I did a radius around that of like an hour Mm -hmm. to kind of see where, like the the farthest I would be willing to drive was an hour. Okay. So I kind of did the radius. And then within that radius, I Googled. (laughs) <laughs> I googled yeah. a ton of barns in the area um and then once I got a, like a good solid list I literally just stalked like <laughs> all the barns and I'm very I obvious I want what's best for my horse always yeah <laughs> and I'm very particular about the facility and the mm-hmm. care and all of that stuff and I think this is also why it's important to have like a website and social media and everything like that because I would first go on the web. I would first yeah. go on Google and look at all the barns. Yep. Then I would go on their website. If I didn't like their website, I didn't even continue with the barn. Yeah. I was like, all right, that's done. Next one. Yep. And like, I spent hours researching because I'm very big <laughs> into research. So I would go on the website, look. If I didn't like the website, skip. If I liked the website, I would put it in my little like, okay, maybe corner. Yeah. And then I would go on their social media if they had a social media and look it up. Again, if I didn't like it, it got thrown. <laughs> if I liked it, it went in my maybe pile and when I had like I think I only had like three or there's not a ton of barns in this area to be honest like I didn't I couldn't go as far as like Kennett Square there are a ton of barns but But they're not like all like the quality yeah like the like what I was looking for yes they didn't match what I was looking for I was looking for I mean I'll go into that later what I was looking for but basically the process was I had my barns on there solely based on the website. If I liked the website, what it looked like, mm-hmm. and I looked at the facilities and I looked at the care, um, if they had prices, which a lot of barns don't even have prices on there. No, a lot of them don't. Um, so I had like maybe three or five. Then I did a little bit more research into those three or five by really looking at like any social media I could, any websites. Yeah. And I narrowed it down to – actually, I narrowed it down to two – one of them and then after the two it really just came down to facilities honestly mm-hmm. yeah i'm very i don't want to say i'm picky and yeah. i like nice things Same. and i pay a lot for this sport yeah and i want to have a nice place to go to for the sport yeah. and and i want my horse to have like the best i can offer yeah so i was looking for something with an indoor Mm-hmm. because it's very cold in Pennsylvania and I am from Florida and I well you're from Pennsylvania I'm from Pennsylvania but, but from Florida and your blood thins very thin when you're in Florida <laughs> so I could not deal with anything under 60 
So I wanted a, a well-kept facility. Yep. I wanted pasture space. That was mm-hmm. huge because in Florida, you don't really have big pastures. And my horse loves being outside and loves pastures. So I wanted really nice pasture space. I wanted trails. If the mm-hmm. if the barn had trails, that was – it was like not a make or break, but it was definitely something yeah. um, that I was looking for. I wanted, again, the indoor <laughs> because – wanted yeah. someone to ride something if they had an outdoor I wanted lights the barn that I ended up with doesn't have lights but they have an indoor so it like yeah but some barns that I looked at in Pennsylvania actually the outdoors they only had outdoors and the outdoors didn't have lights which was crazy yeah because is... especially now when I get off work at four thirty-five, right, it's, it's dark and I wouldn't be able to ride yeah so that was an issue. So any barn that didn't have an indoor or didn't have a lighted arena outside, immediate toss out. Yeah. Because for me, for my situation personally, just didn't work out. Yeah. It like wouldn't work. And for my job. Um, also, care. I wanted to see what the care was like. Shows. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge competition person, but, you know, now that I'm up here, I want to get into it a little bit more. I wanted something that, like, showed yeah um and what else I mean this is something that you don't really you can't really say ahead of time but like the feel of the barn the culture the environment I know I'm like kind of ranting going over I maybe (laughs) I maybe should have like wrote this out first but the culture I think is super important for the barn and can really make or break your experience. Like Definitely. forgetting about the facilities and all that other stuff. But I think the way that the barn makes you feel mm-hmm. when you go there, like, you know, immediately, like, yeah. I'm going to fit in here and this is great. Or I feel very uneasy and uncomfortable and this is not the place for me. Yeah. Like you get that immediate feeling. So I think it's very important when you're looking at barns to go and visit the barn, yeah. which I did do. I visited only one barn <laughs> because the other ones I crossed out on my list. So I was like, this is the barn I want to, like, I, I want to essentially, like, have him boarded at this barn. So I went yeah. to visit a couple months before I moved. And I really liked the feel of it. The care was great. The way that they did their process for, from, like, in- inquiry to visit to the tour mm-hmm. essentially was very well done. Yeah. So it was like they were on top of their shit. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was, that made me very, that made me feel like they, I wouldn't have an issue. Yeah. You know, like with the care or anything like that, like everyone, it ran like clockwork, which it does. Um, so yeah, I ended up going to that barn and I am still there. Yeah, I think something that's important when looking for a barn is determining what is important to you. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you should have started this because I literally went on a tangent. <laughs> like a rant, like throwing everything out there. Like, I think before you even start looking at barns, you should determine, like, here's what, in an ideal world, here are all of the things that I would want in a barn. Yes. Um, and then go through the process and you know, look at all the barns in the area, look at what their facility looks like, what their potential turnout situation looks like, what maybe lesson programs look like, um, and then start crossing them off if they don't meet your boxes. 
And I feel like also when you're looking at barns, you should have some things. You might have to compromise yeah. with the things on your list. Actually, like, let me look because I did write out actually an ISO for barns. I wonder <laughs> if I still have it on here. I swear. Um, when did I move? Yeah, your barn has a good website. I'm on the website right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so for all barn owners out there, your website matters. Like, yeah. take care in your website. If you, like, hi it's not that expensive to make a good website. Like, you can learn to do it on, like, Wix or um, yeah. WordPress or, like, one of those other sites. Or just hire someone. It's probably going to cost you a couple hundred dollars. But the clients and the way that you're viewed, I think, by the out by public is going to pay off like it's a yeah, great roi definitely um um i don't have it but what made me think of that is because i did write a list so i do agree like write your list of everything yeah. that you would want at a barn yeah and one of mine was actually something that was dog friendly because mm -hmm. i brought my dog to the barn like all the time in florida yeah. like she was always there she was a barn dog yeah so that was something that was important to me I thought was important to me was to that I needed a barn that I was able to bring her even if she was like in the office or somewhere like yeah. I just needed somewhere to bring her and this barn does not allow out like dogs outside mm -hmm. dogs so that for me was a compromise that yeah. I had to do um but it worked out fine because <laughs> the way my schedule works now and like I don't want her there anyway because I'm focused there on the horse and I don't yeah. have to worry about her so it did end up working out, but that was something at the time that I didn't think I was willing to compromise on, mm -hmm. and I did. Yeah. Um, that was definitely something. Another thing is the service. Mm -hmm. I wasn't looking for something that was like they groomed the horse for you or he was ready. Like that did not even cross my mind because yeah. I was so hands-on in Florida. And this barn does offer that. It's mm -hmm. included in the board. And... I like it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I like it. I like going to the barn and he's there. Yeah. Um, it's just way more convenient for me, especially when I'm crazy busy at work or I yeah. am leaving from work to go there and he's ready. Um, it's yeah. just something that I didn't think I wanted. Definitely. And it worked out. Um, what would you say are some questions you should ask when you go the to barn? visit a barn? before you decide to go there how much is it <laughs> yeah honestly I would ask because this this barn I actually really appreciate they have all their prices on, on the, the website, website. I nice. think they are I mean they are super transparent about everything like they have um all the like the trailering costs mm -hmm. all the shows that they send you they have all of like everything basically financial that you would need to know yeah. which I'm obviously financial I like my budgeting <laughs> So this for me is like, oh, like I can do it all. <laughs> I don't have to go out and try to like find things. It's there. Yeah. And they're very open and transparent about it, which I love. So find a barn that if you ask, they're like, yes, this is the cost. Yeah, very straightforward. Very straightforward, very transparent. Um, another question I think would be asking about the – the feed. Yep. Like what feed they offer. And how often they feed. And how often they feed. 
the farrier if do they use a particular farrier and the vet and the vet Mm -hmm. some barns like this barn uses a particular farrier and vet and you can't bring outside yeah you can't farrier vets yeah so that could be a turn off for a lot of people i also think that you should ask i mean you were interested in turnout i think asking about the turnout situation is important for sure um especially because you know some barns don't turn the horses out for that long yeah um and or like whether your horse is going to get group turnout private turnout um i think asking i don't know maybe even about like lesson schedule like will you be doing group lessons will you be doing private lessons if you would rather do private lessons is that an option um yeah and I will say the lesson that was another compromise because I'm used to going to the barn whenever yeah like showing up and being able to like ride and whatnot but at this barn which I do like they have a sign-up sheet that essentially goes out on Monday Mm because the barn's closed you sign up for your time and then that's when you show up for the week which but it is flexible so like I didn't think that it would fit with my schedule because it's so my schedule changes so much. But if I'm not going to show up at that time, I just cancel and then put it in for another (laughs) time. So that was something that the flexibility aspect of it was something that I had a compromise on. Mm -hmm. Again, turned out great. No complaints. But I think the the barn hours are something that you also have to ask about. Yeah, definitely. Ask when they open, when they close, when's an appropriate time. Like, do you have 7 a.m.? Like, I would ride at 6 a.m. Right. In Florida. Yeah. They, their earliest lesson's 8.30 here. Mm -hmm. When's your latest lesson? (laughs) Like, when can I come ride? Yeah. Um, When's in, like, how do I contact? Like, who do I contact Mm -hmm. for things? And, like, what are the hours for contacting? Yeah. Um, If I have a problem with, the horse or I like who who am I texting or who am I calling do you prefer text do you prefer call do you prefer email um one of the questions that I asked when I went there was tell me about a typical this is like a job interview I swear it kind of is yeah it, tell me about a typical day here yeah like when you get here when do you feed when do the horses go out what does the lesson schedule look like and have them kind of walk you through what that day looks like. Yeah. So I think that's just good to know. Yeah, definitely. Um, also the communication aspect of it, like it, are they good communicators mm-hmm. when you message someone or email someone, do they yeah. get back to you at an appropriate time or does it take like days for them to get back to you? Yeah. I think that's something to look out for. Um, I think another thing that, like, when you go to visit the barn, look at, you know, the other the state horses. of the facility, yeah. look at the condition of that the horses are in, because that's going to tell you so much of what you need to know. Because, like, even at, like, not every barn is super fancy, like, newly built impeccably made like that doesn't matter but is it clean are things put away is the aisle swept or is there like stuff everywhere is there like stuff in the aisle stuff like poop in the wash stall hoof pick yeah like dirt from the feet in the aisle like um dust everywhere because 
I don't know. That yeah, that'll it's... tell you a lot. Um, it's not about how fancy the barn is, but I feel like you know when you're a barn owner, you take pride. You in take it. pride in your. You should in your take barn. pride in it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then yeah, definitely look at the condition of the other horses. Yes, because you... that's going to tell you a lot about yeah. the care. Yes. Um, and that also goes for when you're looking for a lesson program. So we talked a lot yeah, about – Yeah, the lesson programs. We also talked about um, – We talked about – Like the boarding, boarding aspect Boarding of and it. training. Yeah. Um, but if you're looking for a barn that has a lesson program, um, you can look at all of the same things as you would a training program. But then, again, look at the state of the horses. Ask how often the horses get ridden. Yeah. Like – are the horses getting ridden for like four hours a day or do they do like one lesson a day or like one walk trot lesson and one like in the morning and one like maybe jumping lesson in the afternoon because that's yeah. like a little bit less wear and tear um you can ask you know what the maintenance is like for these horses mm -hmm. because I mean lesson horses do get more wear and tear a lot of the time mm -hmm. sometimes than you know privately owned horses um let's see what I think else? you should if you're lessening or boarding I think you should absolutely witness a lesson yes go to yeah, a, lesson go and a lesson and watch a lesson watch two lessons if you have to I think you learn a lot about how the trainer teaches and yes, if that's going to be so important if that's, that's going to be comparable to what to your teaching style that you yeah. prefer and i think also it gives you a chance to see what like what the structure of the lesson is yep the other riders you can in get introduced to the other riders and how they act and if you're going to be able to fit in with kind of that culture yeah because i think something that we do have to touch on is like the culture of the barn which is absolutely huge i think that's actually yeah. the number one thing mm -hmm. i would pick even over even over a facility honestly yeah is maybe number how, two thing behind the maybe care. maybe yeah uh, yeah <laughs> care first care first and then culture because yeah you're right sometimes you can just like deal with it yeah i think we talked about this i don't know if it was on the previous podcast that we did yeah maybe, maybe yeah. we did i know we talked one about it episodes ago I don't know if we were recording it when we talked about it. <laughs> yeah, the, the care first, but then how the barn makes you feel. Because for a lot mm -hmm. of people, the barn is their happy place. Yeah. That's where they go to escape everything and to just have a good time. And if you're going to a place that makes you feel continuously uncomfortable or nervous or anxious yeah. or you're getting um, – we read a sub uh, <laughs> submission last week where someone was saying they were um, getting, like, bullied – like getting yeah, talked about yeah. by from other riders and like that's not a conducive environment for your like for you personally or mentally emotionally yeah. and then it also translates to your horse and how you ride yeah. so i think kind of noticing kind of the culture and how people interact is very like important like be aware yeah of that yeah definitely yeah seeing if you can sit in and watch a lesson is definitely important yeah um cuz I mean, like, I know that I wouldn't be able to ride with a trainer who would be, like, constantly screaming at me yeah. or something. Um, and if you – this is easier for a lesson barn than, like, if you're go trying to find 
a place to take lessons than if you're trying to find a place to board. But if you go and take a lesson or two and then you're like, this isn't for me. Yeah. Keep looking. Yeah. Um, I also feel like, I don't know, this might not work everywhere, but if you are looking for a boarding program, you could maybe see if they could offer you a lesson yeah. on, on a different horse. Yeah. Maybe um, they have like a, like some of the boarding barns do have like lesson programs as well. Yeah. Some don't, but some do. Yeah. Um, to see, I think taking a lesson is great, but if you can't, definitely definitely watch watching one. a lesson because I think you can get just as much honestly from watching yeah. a lesson that you could being in a lesson yeah um um and yeah again and even with boarding and training like it's a little bit harder to get out of a contract than to just be like you know this isn't working for me so I'm just gonna not come back like you oh yeah like read the, read the contract yeah that's really important before like even though it seems a lot like fine print if they have barn rules read those yeah they have a contract read that you'll learn a lot um but like if it's not working for you don't stay there just for the sake of like keeping the peace or I don't know not wanting to upset anybody like it's fine to move on yeah you have to find the best fit for you yeah and the best fit like for you might not be the best fit for me and it's just like I mean we ride at different barns now. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just, it's, I think it's a very personal decision. And I think it's really about where you feel like you will thrive the best, like yeah. in, in your goals, because I think goals are another important thing to look at when you're looking oh, yeah. at lessons or at boarding. So yeah. for lessons, do you just want to take one, one lesson a week? Do you want to do two lessons a week? Do you eventually want to lease or buy? Mm-hmm. I think it's not a bad idea to talk with the trainer or the barn owner there and say, Hey, I, in the future, I do want to lease or buy. What yeah. does that process look like? Right. Or is it that possible here? Yeah. Tell me about it. Yeah. Because I feel like <clears throat> there are some barns that really are purely lesson barns. Yeah. And like, I'm sure they will, if you wanted to like lease or buy, but there are some barns that, you know, are just lesson barns and that's fine. And that's great. And we need barns like that. But there might be other barns that are just better at helping you get to, you know, where yes. you want to be, like reaching your goals. Yeah. Um, if you want to compete, do you yeah. want to compete locally? Do you want to compete on the A circuit? Yeah. Where do you want to compete? And then you ask the barn, well, what competitions do you do? What shows do you do? Because if I want to go to Wellington in the, in the winter, but you're staying locally, yeah. that might not be the best place for me to be I probably need to be at a show barn where they do go to Wellington yeah or I don't want to compete on the a circuit I just want to do local shows do you do local shows do you do home shows and also like what discipline are they experienced in (laughs) yes um I personally I feel like there are people that feel differently about this but I personally wouldn't feel comfortable being coached and trained specifically at horse shows and stuff by a trainer who has not done what I am doing, if not more. Yeah. Um, Like my trainer has done like one or two small Grand Prix. She was like, yeah, I was like great at the meter 40s. (laughs) Um, Like that was her sweet spot. But like she's done it yeah. and she's been there and she's gone to all the shows that I go to. 
She's done all of the things that I want to do. She's coached riders successfully at all of the shows that I want to and do go to. And I think that's important because, you know, how is somebody going to coach you to like the meter 40 level if they've never done that themselves? Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, I, I agree completely. And And I think people will disagree with that. But I mean, I do think you can be a great coach and a great trainer without having to compete at that high of a level. Yes, you can. Like there are people that are, they'll say it, I'm better at teaching than I am at riding. Like, that's fine. I think it depends on what you want. Like, are you comfortable with someone teaching you? Like, are they that good of a teacher that who cares if they have experience? I'm doing well. They're teaching me well. Right. That's fine. Um, I think nowadays too, with social media and the internet if you're not sure go look them up yeah (laughs) Yeah. look them up on usef people search yeah very (laughs) common you can do horse search but guys you can also do people search so if you have a trainer that you're wondering if they're doing what you want to do yeah just look them up go like back 20 or 25 years (laughs) update results (laughs) yeah (laughs) look at the report and go go search yeah yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think the the biggest thing when finding the right barn is you know to make sure it's the best fit for your for your lifestyle. You always say lifestyle, your goals, and your finances. Yes, it's yeah. funny we didn't like we barely even touched on finances for the searching for a boarding barn. And for well, lessons. you touched on it a little bit, a little bit. Um, I I guess I don't. This is interesting too because I'm very focused on the finance financial aspect of things. But for me, the finances almost came like later because yeah. my main goal was to find a place where I was going to be happy and my horse was going to be happy. Yeah. And I think as equestrians, we're willing to pay for things that make us happy and that yeah. that it's worth it. So for me, it wasn't like oh gosh, it's this much money. It was. I will pay what's necessary in order to get what I want. Right. Yeah. That I can also afford, but <laughs> I'm I'm going to pay for it if it's something that I think is going to benefit me emotionally and mentally and yeah. be the best for my horse. Yeah, definitely. Like you should be able to afford it. Um so like if you can't afford a barn that's 2500 a month, don't don't go <laughs> don't even look at don't a barn. look at a barn that's 2500 yeah if you know that you can't afford it don't look like don't do that to yourself because yeah. then you're gonna look at it and then every You'll other probably barn, fall in love with it yeah and every other barn is never gonna be able to compare or maybe yeah. it will but you're always gonna be like oh maybe i can maybe i can do it maybe i can yeah so figure out your budget first what yeah. what you're comfortable in and then look at that range yeah. like i knew what my range was when I was looking, which is why I wasn't concerned, even if even yeah. though they did raise the prices before I got there. Um, but I mean, I was paying so much money in Wellington. Yeah. So anything was like, oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was, um, yeah, figure out your budget, figure out something that's comfortable. And then only look at barns in that budget. Yeah. <laughs> so you're not, yeah, it's that's like, like houses. Like you don't want to look at houses. They're yeah. like millions and millions of dollars that you can't afford. Or it's like horses. You don't want to <laughs> sit on a six figure horse if your budget is low fives. Yeah. Like Mid fives. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. then nothing will be able to reach that. And yeah. You're always going to have that comparison in your head. Yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah, but definitely lots of things to consider when looking for barns, whether it's lesson programs or training and boarding programs, 
Um, but yeah. Also, we said this last time, maybe two episodes ago, but trust your gut. Trust your gut, yeah. Trust your gut? Yeah. I mean, I'm not even exaggerating when I say, like, I visited not just, I mean, I only visited one barn up here. Yeah. But in Florida, I visited multiple barns when I moved, and it was like you walk in and you just get a feeling. Mm-hmm. Like, when I walked into my barn in Florida, it was just like so happy like (laughs) such a relief (laughs) and I mean I ended up staying there my whole yeah all in Florida because I just like it it was a family Mm -hmm. but I didn't know anyone there when I first went and it was just like you got that feeling and it's like (laughs) yeah so trust your gut um you will know there's some barns there's some barns I walked into down there that I was like so uncomfortable like and the, the barn was beautiful beautiful barn like the care was great but I walked in and I was like I feel like I don't belong here <laughs> like I feel so uncomfortable <laughs> so yeah trust yeah. your gut I think it's huge yeah definitely okay. cool fun finding barns hopefully I never have to find a barn ever again but yeah well that was it for episode five yay I'm um, on one for that one because I actually really do like where I'm at I know um so yeah episode five done yeah that's all we got adult (laughs) amy's out